0: Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season two, episode five, titled Fly Me to the Moon. Aaron, why didn't they title it Fly Me to Europa?
1: I mean, how fucking Earth-centric of you to assume when we're talking about the moon that we're talking about Luna. I mean, it could be talking to Europa. Fair? Fair? It's I, like I, a like a fucking th- th- in <laughs>
0: Heliocentric? I d I don't know. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm very earth centered. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> to, Got your uh, head stuck in one G to all the Martians, to all the Jupiter-ins listening. Yeah. Apologies. what do you think of this
1: episode? Uh there continues to be things that I like about the episode. There continues to be things that um I think are, are weird. Uh, or unnecessary um i'm uh, the borgification man like is it just you can do it through the coaxial cable or the borg injectors yeah, um yeah, whatever you want wh- what does it mean that she got borgified but she's still like recognizably allison pill um uh-huh. I-, I thought she'd start looking like a zombie some some uh, at some point in the cocktail party uh, but there's a couple other things that are clicking in into uh, place. I think we've got some, I thought we did considered some theories about who the board Queen might be last week, and I think we're going to consider some more in the feedback, um, or if you've got some that you want to propound to me. Um, I was, I don't know, man, I got kind of excited because it seemed like they were setting up this this gala event, or gala event, uh, for the next episode. I'm like, ah, oh, they're going to do another one of those kind of like heists, like they did last year, where they wore silly costumes, and Patrick Stewart is
2: talking with this outrageous French
1: accent and it was a lot of fun. And I'm like, that's what this kind of season needs. If if uh, we're back here in the 21st century and yeah. Star Trek 4 was so much fun and they're, they're biting Star Trek 4 so hard, we gotta have some more fun. And we got an assimilation instead. What'd you think?
0: Uh, It was okay. I th- I think I like it better than last week's episode. Um, There's some some interesting stuff that they might be playing with, but I'm never sure with this show. Um, th- there there might be some things they're doing about some assumptions that Picard's making about Q's intentions, and that could become interesting later, but we'll see if that, that ever comes to fruition. Um, I, I enjoyed... Maybe my number one scene was just thinking about like, what it must be like to be a 21st century cop stumbling into that ship and seeing... That Borg Queen sight—that is some hellraiser shit. Y- yeah,
1: man. some hor- horrifying shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: that was maybe my favorite part of the episode. But yeah, I—I I don't know. It set us up for what might be some fun next week uh, in this gala or gala. I don't know. It depends on if you're Picard how you say that. I guess. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It was—it was not bad.
1: The, other, the the thing that's really bother, continues to bother me is is what do we do about Raffy? Yeah. This is a crazy person. This is the person in The Sound of Thunder uh who's hunting Tyrannosaurus Rex and is not just stepping on the off the path. She's like riding through the path with a four-wheeler while she's shooting double barrel shotguns in both directions. Uh high on snake leaf. I, mm-hmm. I she's real, she's really uh getting and and I think they're going to tell me the story of how seven of nine uh is going to fall in love with her, and it's going to be, I guess, opposites attract. Mm. But these aren't Mooney teenagers, man, these are like full grown, mature women. It seems crazy that number one, she's this a Starfleet officer is acting this way, and number two, the seven is kind of like, you know, I can fix her
0: what was she like in season one? Cause there's, there's a line in here where like seven says, Oh, you're always running at your trauma and I'm running away from mine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Rafi of season one or was Kinda, she running away I mean, from
1: everything with the snake leaf and the, but, but she, she went to go try to find her son and get reunited with him, which he gets name checked mm-hmm. in this episode. And that didn't go well. Um, and she is kind of more confrontational in your face, but yeah, I, I she's I, changed over the years, not. But like not that's like a seasons, but. what she was doing for most of the time, except for what the time we spent for in Star Trek season or Picard season one is she was hiding in some trailer right. in Monument right. Valley, uh, just drinking herself and smoking herself to death. So yeah. that that doesn't seem like someone who, without a lot of prompting, goes running for. They're 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 problems but
0: right but i guess as far as seven's known her she's always been running at stuff so uh, mm. i guess it makes sense um yeah I, I don't know we'll see what we do with rafi she's definitely a loose cannon it seems like she can be kind of talked down from some of her uh more brash actions like yeah. seven is able to get the tricorder from her and not just yeah. transport rios out uh in front of 40 people
1: or whatever so
0: there's still still some uh, rationality left, I suppose.
1: Also, I was kind of glad, as I mentioned, to get rid of to rid ourselves of the the uh, the Junior Justice League, the Elnor and the Sojis of the show. Mm-hmm. They're finding ways to bring them back. Uh, and I guess I guess it's okay for a, dis, a, a, a antecedent of Dr. Noonien soon to create a robot that looks like a 400-year-old daughter that was dying of I don't know super space cancer but mm-hmm. man I don't know I I kind of I kind of wish they just uh, she just sat on the bench this season I'm not excited to have really? have her back yeah
0: I mean yeah I don't I don't know where that plot's going other than just like why does Q need a geneticist or whatever Soon is in. That, I think. In this I think universe. Q
1: thinks he's got like some kind of dementia, or some kind of like I don't even know what that but means. Q does. for... So
0: he's gonna research Q and the loss of his powers.
1: That's the only thing I can think of. But like, mm. that's such a weird thing to do with Q. Is like you're going to sequence his yeah. genes and cure him. It's it's already <laughs> weird that he's got have his space madness. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah,
0: how do you cure? How could you possibly cure someone via their genes of of
1: their lack of godhood. <laughs> like I don't know. Lack of all the omnis, right? Like hmm. So there's gotta be so, so, so my my part of me is like, well that's stupid, so there's gotta be something else to it. But also part of right. me is like, well, that's stupid, it might be it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean this show is not devoid of stupidity for sure. Nah. No. Uh, but isn't that true of us all?
1: <laughs> sure, sure.
0: Yeah. If you're not able to
1: handle Star Trek at its Picard, then you don't deserve it at its next generation, right? I think is what we're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh,
0: Okay, let's get into the recap. What do you say? All right, let's do it. But first, a quick break. All right, we start off with uh, everybody. But back in the the sixties, the eighties. No, no. Picard has a whole bunch of questions, but Laris has no idea what he's talking about because she's not Laris. Her name is actually Talam, and he tells her his name, which seems to ring a bell.
1: And she, she explains, puts a like, a gun on him, like uh-huh. immediately. Uh, some kind of space gun. I. Yeah. Did you did you think the Watcher was more all powerful cosmic entity than it turns out she is? Totally, yeah. When I first heard Watcher, I'm like, okay, this is a Guinan esque, a Q esque figure. Yes, but yeah, it's it, it seems doesn't like seem like, sh- like it. she's almost parallel to Star Trek. You mean maybe she's there a couple of centuries? She's got time travel or not? Because I don't know. I I, I was mm-hmm. kind of taken aback by how. Federation-plus level her technology seemed to be. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
0: we'll maybe talk about that here in a bit when we we get another reference. Um, But yeah, she explains what being a watcher means to Picard, and he explains that the future might be altered by an event surrounding the person that she's tasked with monitoring. That makes sense, because as we see, Renee Picard is the person that she's been monitoring, and she fails a mission in an astronaut training simulator. Was this was this the very first version of the Kobayashi Maru? Is she maybe not
1: supposed <laughs> to be
0: able to to successfully finish this mission?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting they did co- they did name check the Kobayashi Maru right. in the first episode, and it seems like something we also know the cues involved in her testing or her evaluation, so that would make yeah. a lot of sense if he's like, "You know what we should really do we should We should test these astronauts by putting him in unwinnable situations and then I'll right. insinuate that they're not good enough and that'll weed out the mentally weak ones. I don't know. You might have, You might be onto something there. So Q must have when he came back to this
0: time inserted himself just, you know, de facto uses his Q powers to insert himself as the doctor here, right? And now he's stranded as the doctor? The therapist?
1: Could be. It could be. Like he yeah. used every, the last bit of his Q power to drag everyone back. Oh, I don't know if he dragged everybody back, but he definitely...
0: Because everybody just... just accepts him as the Doctor, right? He's like... Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But so... Q could do that, I'd imagine. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just trying to think of, like, is there... Are we certain that there's not more than one Q at work here? Like, is it possible certain. that there's yeah. a Q... Because, like, like you said, he's very very yeah. established in his Doctor kind of role. Did, like, Q come back and fuck something up and then Q came back to stop himself? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how twisty is this show going to get. Maybe well, Let me ask maybe. you this.: Okay, mm-hmm. how twisty is the editing in this sequence? Uh, is, there, is there a shot that's lasts longer than five seconds, which is essentially kind of like an info dump? Uh, maybe that's how they, they, they dress it up, but I found it extremely distracting that like, for five seconds worth of Renee Picard. We' we're this astronaut we don't know, I did see a French patch, a French flag on her arm. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a fucking Picard. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's just like, just flash cuts between her getting destroyed in this simulator and, uh, uh, what'd you say her name? Talum. Talum explaining the whole things, of, uh, all the stuff about being being a watcher.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I was very confused by this whole thing. I thought we had flashback to like the 60s or 80s based on this this office um, mm. that we were in. And I was thinking, oh man, okay. And, and this, this older space race looking stuff. It, it didn't ring to me as like 2024 wherever the hell we are right now
1: see i thought it did i i don't know why but i guess the the spacesuit seemed modern to me i know what you mean like you got hugh's office that that did read very kind of government you know forty years out of date no one's no one's redecorating this office (laughs) since it was built i guess yeah if
0: it's 40 50 years out of date it could be the 60s or 80s so sure uh decorated then but yeah, I was definitely getting like a sliders vibe. I'm thinking, okay, we're sliding into another timeline or dimension here because I'm I'm waiting for it, but we were not.
1: The what? So the Watcher's deal is she watches a person that's got a singular importance. Uh, they have a, they're a single string and a tapestry that she herself doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. This is very Loki. Last season, Loki. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. And- and I guess sure. I'm surprised Picard didn't have more questions. Like, he's like, okay, well, we're basically on the same side. We need to, you know, we need to get together and and and, and make this thing happen. He might not have had many questions, but he seems
0: to have all the answers, which I'm surprised she didn't have, because hmm. she's the one tasked with watching and making sure this all goes the right way. I yeah, I expected her to be informing Picard more than him making informed guesses.
1: But she's reluctant it, because it's she also, doesn't necessarily trust him yet. It's also beyond bizarre that this is Laris. And I know the episode lampshades it. There's essentially like, hey, don't ask too many questions about it. But surely they're going to give some kind of satisfying reason that for, for her to look exactly like Laris.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a thematic reason. It's just like, okay, well, Laris is his, like last shot at romance or something in a life devoid of it. And <laughs> so now here she is helping him fix the problem that was caused by his lack of romance for the last 100 so, so a hundred years
1: old in the 24th century. If you don't, uh, settle down with your Romulan uh-huh. co-worker, yeah. you're done. You're done. Okay. Oh,
0: and it, and it tears a, a hole in the space time fabric and, and, <laughs> You're transported back to the 2020s, yeah.
1: So I, I also say this, so this is about a fatal mistake Picard makes mm-hmm. that involves his 21st century act, uh, activities around his great, 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 great aunt. I don't, I, I'm, I still don't, under, like this seems like the muddle as fuck. Like how, how did Picard affect the 20? Like the, 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 Q said this was about his decision, his failures and all that kind of stuff. I'm not. How does this possibly have something to do with this Rene Picard figure?
0: They're connected by fear, I guess. I, I don't know. Q works in mysterious ways, man. Um, he could be lying to Picard about a lot of things. As as is potentially the Borg Queen. So I feel like we have two unreliable narrators here, and hmm. Picard stuck in the middle, trying to sort but, through. Because
1: Rene's like clinically depressed and has uh, you know, some 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 other neuroses beside. I don't think that is Picard so like even if Picard somehow helps her through her profound depression and anxiety that struggle is not going to really inform his which is essentially a regret at life choices not taken I'm just like I'm really curious to see if they can pull all these threads together
0: yeah I don't know how much they're going to play into the depression or just the fear because there's clearly a lot of fear too right like this Training simulator stuff with her blowing up time and time again, or replaying it in her head. She's well, scared that's,
1: too. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of fear, I imagine, and, and trepidation about being an astronaut. I just don't know what the the you know, like the crippling depression and anxiety on top of it. Like they they name check it, and yeah, Patrick Stewart's like, "That's debilitating for humans. It could even lead to their death." And okay, mm-hmm. but again, what is this going to have to Why do? For- is that important? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. because again, if it was just a parallel thing of helping her through like normal fears uh-huh. and like paths not taken, but they're making great clairs like, no, this is a clinical thing. She is yeah. needing trained resources and probably pharmaceutical help, which is fine. But like, that's not Picard, right? I don't think so.
0: I, I don't and, think in the so, 24th no. century, the it Earl
1: Grey tea hot is just loaded with like antidepressant. Like everyone just gets oh, dosed. Yeah. It just yeah. understood when, when you're eating replicated <laughs> food, you're getting dosed. When you're transporting uh-huh. ship to ship, they put it right into the molecular stream. You're just dosed. You just, that's why everyone's so happy and easy-go-lucky in the 24th century.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it helps.
1: The blue and the red, always dosed. The Crusher's giving it out in a sickbay.
0: All right, we go back to Rios' ship, and the Borg Queen makes the ship do her bidding by imitating his voice, and she <laughs> calls the police in France and reports a woman under attack at Chateau Picard, and the police say, we're on the way.
1: I think it's hilarious that going on 40 years after Data has hijacked the Enterprise 17 different times just by Mm -hmm. using his, you know, incredible Teddy Ruxpin ability to record a voice and play it back Uh, with, 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 with 20, with 2022 technology, you can hijack a starship of the Federation. Uh, Mm -hmm. They, they haven't patched this vulnerability. They still have not patched this vulnerability. How would you, how would you? That's the question. Mm, you I would can't make think it of a way. It would be it would be perfectly
0: imitate a voice.
1: It'd be a biometric but also a password, right? Something you have, something you know.
0: Sure, a key fob. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like and again, I, I don't know, may, and maybe Starfleet's no like, like, look, you know, don't Starfleet. If you go on a military base there's no keys to a Humvee, there's no keys to an F-16, there's no fucking mm-hmm. keys to the USS Enterprise aircraft carrier. So why so, so maybe okay, maybe. It's maybe the idea system. Yeah. Is yeah, they're supposed to be starship personnel, and you're not supposed to just leave a board queen alone <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on the engineering deck. I, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, re- objection withdrawn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, I just don't know how you stop uh, the voice biometrics. I mean, I've seen sneakers, I know it can be done no matter how shitty the technology. M- is.
1: Maybe you just have crucial, uh, you, you just don't uh, password pro- or you just don't voice protect crucial starship access things, you know, it's yeah. like some. The Boar Queen asked for a hot dog from the replicator. Yeah, sure. Let her let her, let her go nuts. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you if you want to self destruct a self-destruct starship, maybe you need a code. Or or maybe you I d I don't know, monitor
0: bio signs. Um and see if the voice is actually coming from the place where You know that's something the voice you could do. From. Is
1: it is is the is yeah. the voice of Picard coming from a a a Picard, a Picard or is it coming from a horrifying techno <laughs> entity? Oh <laughs> shit. He is a horrifying techno entity now. Oh no. Now, how, right. how can how, yeah, how can the ship keep up with the biometrics of this crew? Girardi's now half... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shell game. It's a shell game these carbon-based life forms are playing. I mean, seven's going the other way. Seven's going back to being more human. It's crazy. It's true. Yeah, what are you going to yeah, do? Which, which seven of nine am I checking for? Which of the 17-point gazillion universes of mirror-side bullshit are we checking here? Fair point, yep. Star- Starship Computer.
0: Uh, then Rafi gets a lock on Rios but Seven doesn't want to transport him out in front of a busload of people smart Rafi gives Seven the tricorder and she uses it to cause the bus to break down then inside Rios causes a stir and attacks the guards that come to deal with it and then Rafi and Seven save him and then Rafi starts I-, I don't know if this is snake leaf withdraw- withdrawal stuff maybe I don't know she's hallucinating <laughs> Eldor I know it's emotional Uh, baggage
1: yeah I off. love... Star Trek thinks it is so ridiculously easy to disarm security people. They do.
0: They've done it many times now, in this show
1: alone. Got a guy who's big and physically fit, and he's ready, and he's got a gun leveled, and you can be in handcuffs, and Bob's your uncle, this guy's on the ground, dropped his gun, and he's, you know... I, I get. I guess that's that's mm-hmm. leaning into Starfleet Tactical doctrine, though, if you're handcuffing your hands together, they're already forming the perfect double overhand <laughs> hammer strike. It's so,
0: true. They... I think Rios is more of an elbows guy. Oh yes. Yeah, likes reverse uppercuts with elbows. Yeah,
1: throwing throwing those bows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm um, playing. and if you're not watching the show, if you're just listening to us and having fun. I can't overstate how just kind of time crazy Rafi is in this scene. She's struggling with like a, like, a, uh, just like with tricorders and like, seven is physically struggling to keep her from corrupting the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's like, I eat butterflies for breakfast, I don't want to hear about them. Yeah, yeah, um, I think, and, and I, I guess it's a little bit better because it turns out like everyone is kind of shitting up the timeline here. Uh, mm-hmm. the Borg Queen is just. You know, hacking cell phone towers and her consciousness is probably in every, you know, internet chat room uh, across the globe now. But still, it's disturbing to see a Starfleet officer this kind of cavalier about things that are Armageddon in implication. You know, they could be, they could, they could destroy oh. an entire timeline, they could plunge a timeline into a fascist dictatorship, they could, they could do so many different things. Um, and she just doesn't care.
0: Yeah. At least she's got seven there to keep her in line. Uh, I wasn't sure about all the mechanics of this, like with the tricorder and beaming out. And I've never seen them need a tricorder lock on somebody to beam them out before, but I know the ship's kind of busted, kind of right. under Borg Queen control. I'm not kinda sure. Kind of halfway
1: across the world.
0: It, I, the thing is, I don't feel like they've established any. Even if they're fake rules, Star Trek usually establishes, like, some rules, right? About, like, oh, these protons need to go this way, and these photons are coming in from that direction, so this means that. (laughs) I don't feel like they've really done a great job of that in this episode with their technology. Um, Like, I don't understand in any scenario when they can and can't beam out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's a little, and I felt confusing. like they
1: did in the first episode. They had this thing. It's like, well, it's going to be you know, they only have just enough power. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting way to split a crew. And then that episode, they undid it because you know, Agnes is a brilliant. She's just not only a brilliant AI person. She's just universally brilliant. She's essentially uh, as as smart as Geordie Laforge when it comes to engineering starships. And I mm-hmm. guess that's okay. But but yeah, now it's like it seems like everything is just fully functional and, and fixed. So there are yeah. no limitations except you have to have a tricorder lock. I don't know. Yeah, it's very confusing.
0: All right, Picard asks more questions of Talim. He connects the Watcher Dots to Kirk's Enterprise and Gary Seven, then asks Talim to tell him about Renee. She says she's never met her, but she's an expert in sailing, chess, fluid dynamics, Cantonese, being a pilot, and more. By the age oh, of 11! By the age of 11, she's also an expert in melancholy, anxiety, and depression. So, you know. Universe gives, the universe takes. Uh, Loris is worried that Renee won't make it onto the Europa mission because of her aforementioned melancholy, anxiety, and depression. And they watch her therapy session where Q tries to talk her out of the mission. And then Picard claims Q is using Renee to change the future. That I feel like that's a bold statement. That there's, there are a lot of built-in assumptions here about what and who is working for what end goal. Um. Uh, it, and he it, I feel like he's not questioning enough of anything that he's being told or or seeing like okay he sees Q trying to talk Renee out of it but why is he doing that in order to change the timeline why, are he, why is he not on your side here doing exactly what you're doing which is trying to keep the timeline on track and the Borg Queen tells you lies to you that the Watcher is someone you need to right. go to and seek out when, in fact, maybe the Watcher is somebody who's going to break the timeline.
1: Yeah, and I noticed something, too. Is like It seems like characters remember things, and may- maybe this is a, something they did in TNG, too, but when they're trying to decide, it's like, I don't even know why Rene is important, and Picard's like, well, the records are spouty, but we have a, you know, uh, it turns <laughs> out Rene Picard brought back some sentient life form from Europa, and I guess Picard would know that. I guess Picard would know that because you know he seems it's like the kind, type of guy that would be in his family. And if this mm-hmm. is like you know like this is like a a, a real explorer, and he might even name check her in that. For I don't know. But it's weird that it's like the way he he brought it up, it's like he had just looked at his tricorder and read a bi an autobiography of Rene Picard, and like the information is new to him. Um. Yeah. So I th- there's a lot of kind of that 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 weird where um not not only are people like leaping to conclusions and sometimes that's the point like you know when um uh when they had the episode with Hugh the 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 independent borg you know Picard's leaping to the conclusion that he you know he's this uh, he, uh, all the things about the borg you know that once you're borg you can't go back even though he did um but the episode's usually that's the point this doesn't feel like it's the point like Picard is jumping to these conclusions about PQ and what he's doing and his motivations and where the the show's just like, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um
0: And I wonder if that's a misdirect or if they're just playing straight with us. It's hard I, to tell.
1: I know, that's the thing. Um especially guess, when you get Q involved, because then it yeah. does get tricky, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanna say that they're kinda rope a dopinous and there's gonna be something and then that's the thing, is like there's definitely twists and turns ahead. Um I just, I just hope they make sense because the ones that I'm seeing him leaning into, I'm, I'm not sure about. Yeah, I did like I know. all. The, the... I, all
0: I know for sure is that the Borg Queen at one time did want to go back in time and assimilate the Earth, uh, and she's getting a second shot at that. And it's probably not the same Borg Queen, but like she, she, she got Picard to take her here by telling him about the Watcher. Mm-hmm. You're being manipulated, Picard, by right. this obviously manipulative Borg Queen.
1: Right. Uh, it would even the fifteen, take everything at face value that she says. Even if fifteen was like some some information that Agnes doesn't fully understand that she got from the the Borg Queen, and it's, it just happens to correspond to this yeah. mission. Yeah, yeah. But then again, the Borg Queen. Well, I guess the Borg Queen's not dead. She's merged with Agnes, probably. Um, that's what the mm-hmm. episode's going for at the end there. I did like I did I did like the fact that Picard <laughs> when they're watching the therapy session he's like oh this is a HIPAA violation and the watcher just kind of looks at him like yeah that's what I do I watch uh-huh. her take a shit I watch her pleasure herself uh I was I I've, I've been doing this like you know that I I've seen some shit Picard this is not even oh, the, yeah. the half of it you know uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want me to tune this thing into your channel? We could do that,
0: right?
1: Right. I've got a watcher for you too. Uh huh. Uh huh. See what you get up to with this android body,
0: right? Uh, Gary Seven, is name checked here. This is an old episode of the original series. It is As- Assignment Earth. I think it's season mm-hmm. two. Um, and it's essentially a, a very similar plotline to what we're currently experiencing on this show, where uh seemingly human man with far advanced technology comes back uh to the 1960s and and the enterprise just goes back to the 1960s for fun it seems like they're (laughs) doing historical research on why the 60s were so shitty and how Uh we got past it all they're just back there like doing the watcher thing except for real like sitting Uh in uh, it's insane how easily they use time travel in that but right uh then yeah, Gary Seven comes back and he tries to stop nuclear weapons from going off. I guess, um, and yeah, I I watched that episode. It it was okay. I didn't hate it, but you get oh, you to see, did like, watch uh, it? Cause I because I I vaguely
1: remembered it. I remember that uh, Gary Seven has got like a perfect human body, and yeah. because of that, he's impervious to the Vulcan neck pinch. I remember Spock uh-huh. trying to give him the and it just didn't work. Yeah, and it's like. Just the, I think him. it's that. Don't know what happens. Like, does it even happen twice in the old series where the neck, the neck pinch just doesn't take a person down?
0: It must. It has to.
1: Did, did Spock try it on the Horta? Probably not. There's no. <laughs> I there's, don't no think neck. So. there's no yeah, neck. There's no neck. Yeah, where to do
0: pinch. you
1: grab
0: it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Anyway, people with the original series uh familiarity might get a kick out of that. And then we go to Dr. Soung, played by Brent Spiner, of course, uh, explains to a board of people here why he conducted unauthorized genetic experiments on his daughter, but they are not hearing it. They revoke his license and project funding and ban him from future experiments, which... Seems hard to do when the experiments were unauthorized in the first place, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Once he he gets home, he treats his daughter's illness and promises to help her one day cure her disease so that she can go outside, uh, because she has serious allergic reactions to the outside. And then he gets a message on his computer offering help and telling him to check his 3D printer, and when he does, finds Q's business card, a Mm -hmm. business card that would make Paul Allen cream his shorts. <laughs> what oh must God. he make of this? He must be so jealous, Paul it's Allen. Nanofiber, right? It's, it's clean as it edges. It's tastefully smudged acrylics, like, like that logo, oh. right?
1: Yeah, good
0: stuff. Uh,
1: I think okay. This Doctor Soon is a nut case, right? Because I, I, he's he's giving the speech to try to um convince his superiors that he should be allowed to do the things he does. And the words he uses to convince people that he's a sane person doing careful research is,
2: imagine I'm a god, and I see humanity at the crossroads. Can I help, should I help them evolve towards enlightenment or diverge into dark? He's like, and then
1: he goes back to Soji, she's like, well, how'd it go, dad? He's like, the morons didn't listen to me. I mean, like, (laughs) come on. You're, you're given like a supervillain speech, and really, you're just trying to save your daughter. I don't know. It felt, it felt really wild and egomaniacal. Like, I actually thought he was a maybe bad guy. Maybe he's trying to
0: appeal to their egos. Maybe, maybe like, he thinks maybe. they view themselves as gods in this situation, and he's trying to appeal to that. I don't know. Maybe. That's my,
1: that's my explanation.
0: But, but when
1: someone's like, if, you know, I, what if I have discovered the key to humans' perfection? how far are you willing to go to get it? Like, okay, Lex Luthor, settle down, (laughs) settle down. Here's your pound of kryptonite. We really expect good things from you. And if you, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, so is this guy, is it possible that he is a bad guy?
0: Uh, I didn't necessarily get bad guy vibes from him. Uh, he's just, Doing some things he needs to do to help his daughter. Uh, that gets tricky sometimes. Like people do bad you know, things it, right in Isn't the pursuit like of that. Doc Ock trying to do that or some shit. I, I don't know. There's well, like, like Mr. Freeze. You know, newer, he's trying to save, yeah, his, yeah, save his yeah wife. Yeah. Um. Sure. There's a lot of bad that can be done in the name of good intentions. Um, some would say so yeah. can pave
1: the path to hell with those. For sure. Uh, I and I he's got his 32 year old daughter. Who's never been outside and all she wants to do is swim, which I, I guess that's fair.
0: Sure, swimming's fun. Want to like see swimming. the ocean. Um, what I don't understand is how his daughter ever got to thirty-two. Like, how did his daughter get dude. past one point five seconds? Because the reaction she has to the yeah. outside and, and and the way they describe this virus, like he or the, this genetic disease, he says if a single speck of dust gets into her lungs. It will shut down her respir just destroy her respiratory mm-hmm, system. Mm-hmm. Uh, one UV pro- light photon turns her of blood sunlight. To poison, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh and then later Q Q says something asked him about it. What is it that he says? Oh, air air turns to acid in her lungs? How is she even alive? How did she make it to <laughs> thirty-two?
1: And we're joking. She's not, but she's she's it it's one of those things where she's playing like a teenage daughter. But you know she's clearly Soji age, like you know in her mid twenties. Yeah.
0: I mean, how did she make it past? Like I said, old, a, a second and a half. How did they I, diagnose? And they, I'm and guessing and that was she, she didn't birthed pop into a
1: bubble, like Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> just boom right out into a bubble. Uh, her mother's womb turned out to be a magnetic containment field. Um, <laughs> sure. No, I, I I imagine it's like a progressive disease. Like she she came out and she was probably a okay. normal child, and she goes through puberty and this progressive thing where it's like, man, her. You know, she's she's having a hard time breathing. She goes, and it's like, then they put her into the bubble tent, and then once she's in there, it progresses to where she can't ever get out. Uh, except for... Could be. I, I don't... And, and do you think in two years they're going to invent drone-based force fields? I doubt With it. atmospheric containment down to, like, the, you know, filtering dust out of the air instantly. Um, that felt a little...
0: Well, this is a world that also
1: uses that
0: same technology for uh like protecting its atmosphere too, right? Like well that is eventually, a planetary. Eventually. Yeah. Like that, like
1: that. <laughs> that's in three hundred years from now. But yeah. are they saying so in this timeline? But I don't think this is the altered Ooh. timeline. This should be like present day. You know? Yeah,
0: I mean this is like twenty It's two years in
1: the future, but uh-huh. I guess I guess Dr. Soon I, I can't wait. I can't wait in twenty twenty four to get my own virtual force field drone army sun umbrella. Well, gonna you're going to have beach, to be rich awesome. enough to
0: afford a Tesla first. I mean, that's just, ah. that's
1: a prerequisite for the drone shields. Gotcha. It's a standard feature. Actually, they come with,
0: yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's stock.
1: No, 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 no. You got to pay another $15,000. That's the, that's one of the upgrades. Yeah. If you want to boost your range to 300 miles and get the force field umbrellas, then, you know. The other thing I noted with this Q's
0: business card, uh, how humiliating! More than anything, more than anything, the Enterprise put him through when he turned human that one time in the next generation. More, more than realizing for the first time what taking a shit means and having to do it when you're human. He, he had those more than that. How humiliating is it to have to resort to phone numbers, <laughs> fucking telephone calls for Q. Just
1: text me. That's what the that's that the, has a phone number and then the you know the the motto of the cards like just text right? me.
0: Nah, soon's too old for that. He's still a phone call guy. Probably. He was he was
1: around back when the rotary phones
0: were a thing. Yeah. I don't know. It just struck me as humiliating.
1: Anyway, uh, the cops go. At to least Shats he didn't have the to. At least at least he was able to three D print and not send a fax. <laughs> True. Yeah. Ten years ago, His he had fax been fax faxing, and brilliant. that's that's the lowest form. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the cops go to Chateau Picard, responding to the Borg Queen's report. They don't find gerardi who's sleeping in the house, but they do find the ship, and a cop goes in and gets uh, free nicotine addiction treatment in the form of assimilation, <laughs> as best I can tell.
1: Um, is What's is the it, hell? How stupid is it that advanced cloaking technology can be defeated with a flashlight? Uh-huh. That's all the federate. they don't need sensors, <laughs> just shine a laser pointer out there and you'll get them boys, like,
2: Where the yeah. fuck? I,
1: I watched Star know, Trek man. 4 just last year, and the cloaking technology was so good that you would run into a landing gear right in front of you, mm-hmm. like, it's in- completely invisible, this is, this is horseshit, this is dumb. You want him on the ship. I agree that you could could have had like Agnes uh, leave the front door open and there's like this gaping door in the middle of that would have been cool. That would have been a cool effect.
0: The Borg Queen just decloaks the ship, right? She has Rios's voice commands. Why can't she just say decloak?
1: But the idea that this French cop would go to this situation without backup and find this fucking cloak starship and go inside without calling for backup. Yeah, that's crazy. Or even, t- it's Bad like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do it different in French than France. Yeah. Oh, starship, we oui, oui, go, go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it seems dumb.
0: Starships. Yeah. I don't know. I All I know is my mind would be blown if I saw the shit that he saw inside that ship. I mean, the ship, one thing, but oh my God, the Borg Queen. Yeah, when you get to That's the Borg crazy. Queen. crazy. That is fucked up crazy i would be like i just
1: stepped into hannibal lecter's lair
0: this is so fucked up
1: yeah i just wish that like i said there's things you could do to fix a lot of this uh number one uh again agnes she leaves the front door open so it's like this visual anomaly have him try to call in but the board Queen's scrambling the signal there's like static and stuff and then he hears a girl scream and he's like then it's like well okay Maybe he should wait for backup, but the heroic thing is a charge in there. I, it's like, damn, stuff's not hard. Doesn't seem like it cost any blame more in budget.
0: I didn't. It would just be one. But more she's reason to she's hate a Gerardi. kind of an
1: airhead. She that's part of her. She's she's yeah. not she's not a Starfleet officer. Crucially, she's not trained in doing the right for thing sure. all the time times. Proper security procedures. So it's like Wesley can you know be that civilian guy. Like Girardi's mm-hmm. just just a, a a better Wesley.
0: Sure. I can get behind that. Anyway, Doctor Soon meets Q at a cafe, and he thinks Q's a crackpot. That's fine. Q plays a sick daughter card and gets him to listen, and then gives him a vial of something. And he tells Soon, Go analyze it, and afterward return the favor by helping me with something I want.
1: It's big talk for Soon to be talking about basement Nazis, because that speech he just gave was giant basement Nazi vibes. Yeah. I could see it also being like Tech billionaire vibes. I, like I said, basement Nazis. Um, <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I thought it was it's it's funny because like it's a good setup because Q starts up his uh, you see times threatening to abandon mm-hmm. me and he's like yeah this is the crackpot shit I'm I'm yeah. out I did love uh, this especially because yeah. he does he does like I'm the evolution of stardust I'm the gentle flutter oh, yeah. of a butterfly I'm death destroyer. He's doing this grandiose Q shit, and it's funny to have Brent Spiner just be like, mm, nah, nah. I'm I'm walking yeah. out. Especially with two characters I'm very familiar with and enjoy mm-hmm. seeing. Or two
0: actors anyway.
1: Yeah. Dr.
0: Sue, not a familiar character.
1: And uh, he gives him a free sample of Listerine to take home. Mm-hmm. The blue. What about the red? You think it's a two part epoxy? Oh, I thought sort it was green. Where... Am I colorblind? I I
0: thought it was blue am i colorblind? i wrote an ampule of
1: green fluid holy shit there's like the dress is it black is it yellow is it gold who's the more colorblind the colorblind or the colorblind person <laughs> who follows it i don't know i don't know man
0: how would i how would i verify that we need an independent source to verify all right if you're listening out there write in yeah let is us know it what's blue or green, green? Or blue we is, need is, to is know it, Is it black and blue or is it green and gold
1: we could just watch the episode again, but you know what? We're in the middle of re- it. It's, it's gone. Or in the middle of recording. It's too late. Too late.
0: Uh, all right. Picard and Talon brainstorm ways to keep Renee from quitting the Europa mission for the next 15 hours. Just long enough to get into pre-flight quarantine, after which she won't be able to back out. But she also has to attend this gala event in the meantime. So Picard decides they'll also attend the gala and control the environment. But he jumped the gun a little bit because he still needs to convince Talon to work with him. Although, that doesn't really go anywhere.
1: She's just like, I'm skeptical of you, and why do you assume you're in command here?
0: And then they just move on with Picard
1: and command. And, so. and they continue to pile on reasons for skepticism. Like, the more yeah. she gets to know Picard and his crew, the sketchier and crazier that they, they seem. Yep, um, she's still going along with it. This episode does this, uh, they, they do this a lot where they'll, they'll lampshade something. Like, uh, you know, Agnes. I, I can't remember really, if, if it's Agnes or um, uh, Raffi, who's like, you know this person looks like Laris. And Picard's like, I know she looks like Laris. That's crazy, right? Picard's like, yeah, I know it's crazy. And that's like, but they don't answer it. And this is another one where, like, the Watcher's like, well, if Q is so powerful, why doesn't he just kind of, like, make Renee disappear? Yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense. And I, I guess the reason... But, 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 but Picard didn't say, cause like, I feel like Picard at this point should say like, well, I'm, I suspect that Q, there's something wrong with you or he's sick or something or say something like, well, that's not how Q rolls. Like Q's not just going right. to make someone disappear. He's going to make us fuck up somehow and some self-fulfilling prophecy, is what he gives us off on. It's like, I don't, it, it's, he's weird. Like this goes back to my theme that I was trying to articulate before. It's weird. The flow of information and who's being told what. And who, what seems like she would have a superior um, uh, source of information. Like, I would think that uh, this Watcher would know about a Borg Queen, would know some more things about what was going on, maybe even familiar to Q, but she's super limited. I, I I was confused about who knows what and why, and why they're not telling each other the things that they know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like she's an underling to the supervisors, right? Um so,
1: but she's still above are, Picard in the, like, oh yeah. knowing shit department, I would think, in terms of, like, what kind of protector Except or watcher is she,
0: Yeah, like, but what I kind of protector watcher
1: like. she would be if she doesn't know things like Borg Queens and Qs and Guinans are out there, and it doesn't seem yeah. like she does, you know, but I don't know. Maybe it's a need-to-know
0: basis, and she's never needed to know before, Um I wonder if we'll get to see some of these supervisors. We almost have to, right?
1: Do you think they'll ever explore the ethics of, like, doing a mission that you know nothing about? Like, you know, I I think of that in terms of, like, like super patriotic people. It's like, hey, I need you to kill this person.
0: Yeah.
1: And I can't tell you why. You just have to do it. And they, like, go and murder because they just trust that. Um, But, like, how do you have that kind of loyalty to, like, a time-traveling, omniscient organization, you know? Like, what sure. does it even mean? Like, what's well, in? Uh, it's in the best interest. Well, who's best interest? What's best? Who decided that? Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll do any kind of, like, discussion of that. Like, like, how does she know she's fighting on the right side? Sure. How does she know yeah. the timeline she's preserving is a righteous one? Stuff that they kind of fucked with in, in Loki. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see Star Trek's take on that.
0: Yeah, that plays into, you know, what I said earlier about Picard just making a bunch of assumptions here about yes. who's working for what goals and whether those goals are righteous or not. There's, yeah. there's a lot of assumptions he's making. And mm-hmm. I'm used to Picard being right about his assumptions 99% of the time. True. So I'm rolling with it, but we'll see. We'll see, because this is a different Star Trek, right? Where Picard is pretty fallible. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. it goes. Uh, Jurati's awoken by the Borg Queen. She grabs a gun and goes into the ship and the Borg Queen uses the cop as leverage to try to convince her to join uh, the Borg. And again with that loneliness and connection argument. And she does not take the bait and ends up firing the gun in their general direction. We cut to black. We don't see where it goes.
1: I was kind of impressed that Agnes handled business, you know? Yeah. I I was expecting this
0: to be a lot more drawn out and is just like, nah, fuck this. I'm
1: uh taking you out. Uh, and she's, she's spouting all this abuser talk, you know, um, I'm the only one in the whole universe who's oh, yeah. truly seen you. You're alone. Uh, this is some Rick and Morty shit, like net, yeah. negative, net, negative talk. Like you're alone in every permutation in the universe. There's a, <laughs> there's a infinite varieties of you, Agnes, across the finite curve of space time. They're all lonely. They're all losers. No one loves them. <laughs> yeah. Including <laughs> like, this
0: one, apparently. Shoots the
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um that's some heavy shit. And Agnes is like, no, nope, yeah. fuck eat, eat eat a load of buckshot.
0: Good. Good. She's less trusting the boar queen than Picard is. I'm happy to see that.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's uh you gotta you gotta do that, um, other than let mm-hmm. the, the boar queen get completely out of pocket.
0: Yeah. And sacrificing their only way home. We'll we'll find out here in a second that yes, she did in fact shoot the boar queen and thinks she killed her. Uh, probably did kill her, um. Except she's still in her head. But it, I, I, yeah, I uh applaud her for making the tough choice here because that is their only way home, right? So maybe they can fix the timeline, but then maybe they can't go back home because they don't mm. have the Borg Queen, right? So that's a tough choice to make, and she makes it on the fly here, and I think it was the right call too.
1: Yeah, I mean Jesus, we saw what the Borg Queen did with the access to twentieth century Earth before. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't, you, can't, you can't let it all go down, yeah.
0: Right. Soung analyzes the vial that Q sent him uh, home with and finds it's a stable cure for his daughter's disease, and he gives it to her, and they go outside to test its effects, and it works miraculously. She breathes the air, and she swims, and then she crashes.
1: She nearly dies because uh, the cure just wears off, I guess. Turns into some, some kind of fucking zombie. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is some cure. He injects it, and th- and that's the thing. It's like not not here is here is um, you know a small vial of dust that I'm going to introduce into this uh, sterile room, or I'm going to take you by a window and expose you to sunlight. It's just rip the bubble open, go yeah. swim in the ocean, baby. Nothing can yeah. nothing can touch. Yeah, it's it's amazing that she didn't die from this, but I guess that's cute. Mm-hmm. He would he would know.
0: He would. I, I love the fact thing. that there is food coloring in this. Like Q thought, okay, if I take this file to him and it's clear, he's gonna yeah. laugh me out of the room, right? <laughs> but if it's blue and or green, I got him. I got him. What hooked, a fucking right?
1: wild detail that is food <laughs> that he's food coloring, yeah. It's like it's uh, a it's a space placebo. Very strange. Uh
0: he responds weirdly too, Sung does when uh Not Soji. I don't know his daughter's name here. Yeah. They they say it at some point, but I don't have subtitles, so I couldn't tell what he said. Same. Uh, He responds weirdly when she asks about her mother and whether she was a good swimmer.
1: I wonder why. And I wonder if that's going to be important. The whole Gattaca situation. He challenged her to swim out into the ocean. And And she Yeah, yeah. and she just wouldn't give up, and she just drowned. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But it is a weird note. And I don't know why you include it unless it's important later. You know who her mom, mom's gonna be? Agnes Girardi.
0: Oh my god!
1: Turns out they're gonna How? have to go. They're gonna have to go twenty-four years deeper into the timeline, and a Borged up Girardi is gonna jump a uh, fresh out of college Doctor Noonien soon, and that girl will grow up to be the Borg Queen.
0: <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see. Rios and Rafi and Seven all being back to the ship to find Girardi has possibly killed the Borg Queen and save the cop, erasing his memory in the process, which you can just do.
1: And the his spleen. Returned. erased both his it, yeah. memory and spleen. It's true.
0: Uh, they're gonna cook that up tonight. You
1: know, yeah. The rough. It's like that. Down, it's like in so. Star Trek IV, the old ladies uh, in the hallway. Doctor gave me a pill and I grew me a new kidney. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Oh, the doctor give me the pill, and I grew the new spleen.
0: They're going to go to Chateau Picard, get a bottle of Chianti, <laughs> and they're going to just saute that spleen.
1: Oh, yeah. Going to be feasting oh, yeah. good tonight. Picard know exactly what bottle to pair it with. Mm-hmm.
0: That 1916, uh, I don't remember what blend it was. Mal Blanc. What it was.
1: Uh, sure. Mal back uh, Picard
0: returns with Talam, and they see the crew dragging the cop out the door. Not a good look
1: yeah, Picard's like, "I'm sure there's some explanation there won't be <laughs> I mean yeah. there is, but yeah
0: there is uh then Q's at Soong's house uh Sung's daughter is recovering. Soong asks him if uh he has the real cure, and he says, "Yeah, I do, and he wants help um asks uh Q what he wants help with, and Q says. I want you to remove an obstacle with the name Picard. Interesting. Yeah, so trying
1: to kill Picard—that's impossible. Like, he's trying to kill Renee. Renee. It's It's got to be. Yeah, he's and is he going to try and
0: kill Renee?
1: Infect her with that flap
0: of the wings, man.
1: Yeah, butterfly wings. Totally. And and there's also like then why didn't he just snap his fingers and do that instead of coming back
0: and being her doctor in the first place? Like uh,
1: That's what the Watcher had that, to That the, will not make say. any sense, yeah. Um, so, also, there's like well, like what Q said adds to the theme is like, we're all hostages to what we love. The only way to be free is to love nothing. But how meaningless would that be? Is Q actually talking about himself? Is Q putting himself on trial? Like, is all this shit that maybe. he talked about Picard, is stuff that he's like, talked about himself?
0: Yeah. I mean the trial never ends and maybe it just switches focus right?
1: I mean is he putting him finally putting himself on trial the Q on truck Because like that's the other thing is like the yeah. Q we learned a lot about the continuum in like voyager and and I'm not sure if the did, was was Q in anything pa- I don't know and I, I don't care but um you know and and all wasn't well within the Q continuum so is this yeah. uh, a further degeneration of them that we're seeing and he's he regrets that he uh, didn't become a human back when he had the chance. <laughs> Maybe. He, could have, stayed. he um, could have stayed a human, but he traded it all in for a mariachi band.
0: I mean, he's human now. He got what he wanted. Is he? Eh, he's human-ish. He doesn't have his powers. He's I guess if got...
1: Q can't snap his fingers and do shit and he looks like yeah. an old man, then he's effectively a human.
0: Effectively. Uh, kind of like Picard. I know what would happen on like, a CT scan or something. But...
1: Yeah, true. It's just uh... all... Juffo whip in there yeah it's all butterflies (laughs)
0: uh you know are we sure that he's talking about Renee are we sure that he's are we not sure and he might be talking about Picard uh oh it's totally totally yeah because yeah 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 Because Renee if he wanted to kill her he could there he didn't so obviously he doesn't want to so Picard is the obstacle I don't think he's gonna even try and kill Picard right I think he's just gonna try and sideline Picard somehow because you know, the assumptions that Picard has made about Q's intentions are probably wrong.
1: Well, especially since when, why does Q's? That's the big question I have. Why does Q have limitations? Yeah. And when he's like, that's also when I need you to move an obstacle, is he talking about the Picards themselves? Or is he talking about blocking the flow of his cheese so he can get, that's why I'm, but that leads me that, that I just fundamentally think I'm going to roll my eyes so hard. Maybe I'll recover from that, but I'm going to roll my eyes so hard. If, Q needs some kind of genetic therapy sequence to fix.
0: Yeah, I just him
1: like no. You're...
0: Come on, <laughs> no, he's a cosmic entity, man. Maybe he's going to <laughs> maybe he retire soon to give Picard irremotic syndrome again <laughs> in his new robot body, and then wait yeah. like ten years.
1: Yeah, maybe. I just think it's so stupid. It'd be like Galactus showing <laughs> up eating Earth, choking on a peanut, and the Silver Surfer having to find an epipin for him. Uh-huh. Like, no! No, no Galactus does not have a nut allergy. I'm sorry. Q cannot... No. I mean, may- maybe he can get go crazy and suffer Dementia in some way that I can't define or understand, but he certainly can't be fixed by a 21st century geneticist. No. A crazy no. one. A mad scientist geneticist at that. What about even with his own knowledge
0: helping him? Like a Q assisted <laughs> yeah, 21st century geneticist. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't make the syringe, but I know what needs to go in it. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> Who knows? I'm I trying to should, come up with plausible
1: excuses here. You but... should get that LA law lawyer to come back and help him, you know? The LA other Q? Law lawyer? Q2. I'm not an LA law guy. Yeah, but you remember Q when, when Q's friend Q came back after he got turned into a human and was talking about why he's in that situation with the... I don't
0: remember what that guy looks like. Okay. I remember when it happened. I just don't remember his that face. That guy.
1: that Whatever yeah. face he looks like, that guy needs the The guy who was mostly famous for being on LA Law needs to come back and fix Q. Hmm. And the plot. There's still half the season left. Come on, guys. <laughs> sure. Let's not pack it in just yet. All right,
0: let's move on to Rafi asking about the Watcher looking like Loras. Uh, Picard's not interested in talking about that, and he tells the crew what the plan is with Renee. They're all a little confused about how Renee could even matter, and Picard doesn't <laughs> yeah. have any answers. <laughs> but the plan is is to guide her through this gala and to watch for Q. And then they create the plan uh, to get into the gala involving Girardi going in first. To hack their IDs into the invitation database so that they can then all get inside. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, this is pretty bold. Like they must have something. The writers must have something they think is super hella clever to have the show be flopping this much about like, oh my god, this makes no sense. Why would how yeah. does your great 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 aunt lead to us flighting to fascism? You know? Yeah, uh, and and they're introducing the sentient organism brought back from Europa, mm-hmm. like that's an interesting moving piece—an alien life form in our solar system—and we're probably going to meet at this. Yeah, and it's like, but first I mean, it changes first contact, right? I mean, first contact.
0: So, so is well, first contact a lie. First contact is a lie. It was
1: well, first contact would be with a warp capable species. If if you could contact a like if you you know, like if, oh, if you had really? a Europa dog, hmm. right? That wouldn't be first contact. No, no, okay. I think I think you're right. It it would be, but I guess first contact with like a warps capable civilization would still be pretty red letter banner day on your calendar too. Sure, sure. Um, and also their their records are sketchy, so I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, in Zephyr and Cockrum's lifetime, they forgot that there was a sentient life form, or the way the way they stated it is like she thought she found an organism that was sentient. Uh, so it could be hmm. that she brought back something that turned out to be a dud or she actually brought something real, but the timeline fuckery is going to muddy the waters. I wonder if sure. they're going to go with that. But I don't know. Like I said, they must, they must have something really fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. or this is, this is the height of hubris to be, to be talking about this without, without answering it.
0: See how it goes. Um, so then we get to watch Girati getting into the gala. She uh, is successful. Renee worries about this mission. We see her flashing back to her failed uh, training. Girati gets spotted and taken to security, where she's handcuffed to a chair. She flashes back to what happened with the Borg Queen when she shot her, and as we see the Borg Queen dying, we also see her reassimilating into Girati, and you know that half assimilation way she does. Then we're back in the security room and we see that the Borg Queen is hitching a ride in Gerardi's brain. Uh, I had real problems. Real, real problems. They do this exact same thing. I, I'm glad they shouted out Gary Seven because they do the exact same thing in that Gary Seven Assimilation Earth episode. Uh, uh, sure, sure. I believe it's protocol to when you capture someone who might be hacking into your databases to bring them to your knock. To bring them right into the center <laughs> of your, your security hub yeah. to, to hold them. That, that's where the holding cell needs to be, right in the most critical infrastructure. Yeah, right, let's right, put it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so asinine. They do the exact same thing, like I said, in Assimilation Earth, where <laughs> Kirk and Spock, dressed as like 1960s detectives, I don't know, they're in trench coats, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get caught at a, a rocket base and taken to mission control. Mm-hmm. to be held. Mission control, man! <laughs> they're standing there watching while they're going, T-minus uh-huh. ten, nine, eight, and they're just ogling the screens. It's ridiculous.
1: Did you think it's funny that the Renee is walking around and she sees like a, a stock footage of Apollo 11 taking off, and she starts having like a PTSD flashback? Oh, but she's is... only... This is yeah. in this... Yeah, it's in this scene. But she's only ever been in a simulator. Can you get, uh-huh. po- can you get PTSD from simulated accidents? Uh I mean, I maybe the doctor. stress of failing would would make you uh, like inside. But like uh, having like, could you suffer from trauma? It'd be one thing if they did this like, and she didn't know it. Like she thinks she's in a real plane and a blow. <laughs> like sure, but like she knows the whole time she's in a simulator. And a guy's like, as soon as it fades away, wow, yeah, just blew up there, like is Gary Sinise I, I traumatized know. in Apollo 13 for ever, being in that you know like like trying 17 million different combinations that ends up strangling or uh uh what what is what is it what maybe, you, uh, asphyxiating himself you know
0: uh, maybe the p,
1: the p in ptsd stands for pre
0: in this scenario pre traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm.
1: post traumatic simulation disorder <laughs>
0: it's, the other,
1: it's the other it's other ptsd yeah. that we don't have we you know there's uh uh soon uh, facebook meta will induce the first case <laughs> oh yeah uh, just just and isn't yeah just just going to like walmart to shop is going to yeah. traumatize I mean, the second life has probably already done that but did yeah. you what uh, there's other things like when they're talking about how they're gonna have to subtly influence renee they can't have direct, direct contact which sounds like a lot of fun i think this next episode uh-huh. is going to be fun um I think it's uh Rafi that says we have to use like an invisible hand. Yeah, that's like like, like uh, controlling a market. Yeah, that kind of that's like it was Adam Smith that says it's like the 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 the, the market serves an invisible hand that guides the economy like. Am I cuz they've they've already talked about, you know, immigration and environmental are they like taking like, just doing a the, the, dri- the quickest of drive-bys on just the concept of capitalism in general? oh I, but that's like pro- i don't know they didn't really i know but it's like it's such a weird phrase
0: yeah it'd be it, it like if, a very specific phrase
1: it'd be like if you know when they're raising the cloaking device of Rafi had said oh the iron curtain drops like <laughs> <laughs> wait we're not sure the Soviet Union. there yeah 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 there's a <laughs> uh anytime you mention a final solution there's a chill that runs because oh, like God. you know the words mean things you know I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe, I'm, maybe I'm crazy, uh, or maybe The Walking Dead is seeping into my brain, but... Well, they don't
0: have, a, I, I'm assuming they don't have a stock market in the 24th century, right? So, like, they're probably, maybe she's not familiar with the context of the Invisible
1: Hand. True, true. It's just a sick-ass metaphor she's dropping. We'll be right? as their an Invisible Hand run, upon the scalar event. On. I don't know what their economies run on, but it's definitely not Invisible Hand's. Um, but they, in, they intend, but they did intend uh, Agnes to get captured, right?
0: Uh, yes, yes. Unbeknownst to says, her, like, she's
1: is. she's now well on her way to being a Borg. Mm. But what was the plan for her to get out of handcuffs and hack the network from this position? I still don't see a real way. I mean, she's not
0: Rios, right? She's not going to jump up with some flying elbows and right. take out security. Right. Or maybe she is. Maybe now that she's Borgified... Like the board Queen's going to guide her through that, which I don't know. I'm not looking forward to exactly how this happens because I think it's going to be real
1: dumb. Probably. Uh, Agnes Gerardi, super attractive in her party going costume. Oh, yeah. That red dress is great. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't usually know, like, you know, Allison Pet Pill is not the one that usually turns my head, but uh, that red dress. Mm-hmm. It's really work, really working the cocktail circuit in this episode. Is this a Matrix reference? Nope. Probably. I I was trying to th- wait, if like if I was a bald, I was trying to think of, uh, I was trying to think of that one species, the bald headed, sensuous people that tried to pick oh. her up. and it's like if I was one of those guys, I would. But like that's see, it's already too late. Too late. You know what we should do? Yeah. We should we should we should we should go to feedback. All right, let's do it. All right, but first a quick break. All right Or oh, wait, no, I just forced a fee- No, nah, f- fuck that. Talitha the, 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 that, that's, that's a false break. That's probably not a real break. <laughs> I'm doing this is all, yeah, I'm falling back in old habits. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. If you'd like to send us feedback, Picard at baldmove.com is the place you want to send it to. We have our hailing frequencies open. John took advantage of that. First up, John H. All this time in 2024 and no one has their noses buried in smartphones? Be like having it set in 2020 with no one wearing a face mask. Clearly, they know smartphones exist because of them talking about taking selfies. Could have used it as a hand-wavy way to be able to track the ICE bus by the driver's phone or something. Maybe they couldn't license a smartphone manufacturer. It is weird that mm-hmm. you know uh, they're, they're beaming all over the city and it's like the show doesn't acknowledge the fact that everyone has a handheld computer that has a, a, a location tracking, a camera, and that there every square block of L.A. has got 17 different surveillance cameras. Um, you know, it seems unlikely that no one saw Picard beaming into the 10th Avenue or whatnot. Wouldn't it have been cool if they just had Gerati use
0: the ship's replicator to make a tricorder that looked like a smartphone?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Girardi just, comes like in, and it's like shell of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've modified these to look like 20th century, 21st uh-huh. century components. Like, you know, here's a phaser that looks like a dustbuster. Here is a.
0: I, although she didn't want to,
1: them to take any tech, right? That, that's the other thing. Like, why would she? Uh. Yeah. Just because it's Rocky better. It's better snuck, to make it look like out it's out. junk, or you True. know. True.
0: <laughs> yeah, make it look like an iPhone
1: six. Oh. There you go.
0: <laughs> Nobody's gonna <laughs> give a shit about that.
1: <laughs> a zoom. I have to ban it. She makes, she makes the tricorders like a Microsoft Zunes. People <laughs> yeah. just like see it in the street and just smash it. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to J-Cubed. You guys made an excellent point regarding the episode Inner Light and the fact Picard has loved and had a family even though after those events remained uh, or after those events they remained very real to Picard. What happened to Picard there is sure as shit as real as this replicated consciousness of Picard and a positronic meat puppet is. I still don't know how I feel about that. I still don't know how I feel about that. Like, it would be real until you got out of the experience and then realized you'd lived a whole fucking ass life before and you got a whole ass life to live ahead of you. Like, it'd be like waking up out of the Matrix. Was the Matrix real? Were those noodles real? Yes and no, right? And I think that it certainly profoundly changed him as an individual, but would he consider that like a relationship he chose or took or I don't know. I don't know what that experience would be like. Would it
0: satisfy his desire for any of that stuff in his life?
1: But you're right. It's also complicated by the fact that like, what is real? Like Picard, like, is this really Picard You know, or is this just a, you know, a very uh, highly realistic Picard simulation now? It's like this is mm-hmm. lot, lots of philosophical discussions you could have about it. Uh, J Cube struggled with this episode. He said, "The one redeeming aspect, because most of these or all of these are talking about uh, episode four, because we're recording five ahead of, ahead of time. I consider myself a pretty socially progressive person, but my head hurts from the pounding it got. This episode continually hitting me over the head with social themes. I know Trek has always been political, but usually done with allegory. Subtlety is no way this team's writings, uh, this writing team' strong suit." I get that we can have a ways to go, but Guinan is finally fed up when she was on Earth just after just after there was literally slavery being practiced in the U.S. and Native American massacres were happening with regular uh, Western expansion. Yeah. Um, And the thing is, it's like it's not even that like it's on the nose political allegory, because even the classic track went back and, you know, did did. Did commentary on Nazis and, th- and, and real-life historical events. It wasn't always just, like, you know, alien species that represented this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, the, like, there's nothing prescriptive about it. It's just, like, look at the hills on fire, look at the pollution in the air. Gee whiz, aren't humans, like, greedy and dumb? Um, I feel like Old Trek would take a whole episode to kind of go into a nuanced, uh, look at that entire like a whole aspect of like environmental destruction or something, and this the card's way is just like name check a whole bunch of different issues and just have the characters like shrug and be like, "Well, I'm glad we've moved beyond that," you know.
0: Yeah, and I, like I said, I, I think I mentioned this last episode. I, I do think it's a symptom. The, the muddiness is a symptom of this being a serialized television show now instead mm-hmm. of something that's episodic where you could take a single episode focus on it and just kind of call that good and the themes could be more obvious in that way because like when you stretch a theme out over 10 episodes and you have you know the natural arc of a story where you set things up you have the second act you resolve everything in the end th- those themes can get lost i think um certainly lost on people or even lost in your own story and and change directions midway you didn't have that to worry about when you just cover the entire thing in a sing- single episode. It can right. be a tighter, more obvious thing that they're doing. In these longer things, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're less effective at the thing that Star Trek was
1: good at. And they don't have to be, because like, we called this sure. back in episode three, that like, well, okay, yes. If they had an environmental episode of Star Trek, it'd be an entire forties, eight minute arc. Or if they had something about um, immigrants, you know, they'd have a whole forty eight minute arc about it, mm-hmm. and I put it's like, well, they're this style, they could set up a whole bunch of things over episodes and then resolve them in separate plots with four or five episodes, and it could actually be more deep and more interesting. but that's clearly not what's happening here. like Rios's whole uh, brush with uh, the Department of Homeland Security. I think is going to end at that bus and him like giving high fives to the other guy yeah. to help knock out the border patrol agent. And they're just done. Like totally. So you uh, actually end up getting less of. That yeah. than you'd be in like, a single it, episode. yeah, it'd be like if the first 10 minutes of star Trek, the next generation episode inter introduced climate change and data's is like, isn't this a damn shame that this civilization can't get it together. Commercial break. They're on another planet. What happened to mm-hmm. the planet with the environment? I don't know. It's it is it's weird. It's weird. It's like they know what Star Trek should be, but they can't they can't regularly schedule explosions in a nuanced discussion of like what's wrong with 21st century uh planet Earth, you know? They're yeah. just they 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 they're afraid to do several consecutive hours of just people talking. That's a shame. Right,
0: which are some of my favorite shows honestly. Um, exactly. And I I do think that like you you can do something more nuanced than a show with this format but you could also just overwhelm the audience to where they there are so many issues raised but because look a lot of these issues are interconnected right um There there's political stuff going on with environmental stuff with with wars and all this stuff is connected but if you try and present that as one package to the audience they might not be able to track it all the way through i'm like shit i might not be able to track it all the way through i'm not saying I'm uniquely uh qualified for this, but like that's the thing. That's the risk you take with something bigger. Um, something that spans more than just a single episode on a single issue.
1: Oh, for sure. And the other thing that's different is like Star Trek used to be persuasive. It used to try to and maybe, you know, it was still pretty hand fisted and it wasn't super effective, but it made it, it challenged your assumptions and also kind of portrayed a uh a, a fair look at the other side, like how the other side thinks about this issue. Whereas right, this is right. not that it explores it's, all it's the just... arguments
0: for and against, and then exactly, aside, you know? yeah,
1: and it shows like the natural look, look, like, well, what you know, like we know what 21st century humans would do in this situation, but let's see what a Starfleet officer would do, sure, um, or what and... other
0: options exist, right? Like they're maybe we're thinking too small in our current uh, right,
1: right environment. Let's get outside of it, yeah. And they just they just don't do that now. That's now it's like it's just yeah. uh, it's presented as there is no attempt at persuasion or challenging. It's just, yeah. So uh, JQ went back because this continued to bother him. Said, I, after watching this week's episode, I went back to rewatch TNG 2 Parter Times Arrow. That's the uh, season finale and opening for five, six, I think, season five, six. Um, just to see if I misremembered what happened because I distinctly remember Cardin Guy and Guinan meeting. Uh, which makes 2024's Guinan's actions even more odd. Maybe you could argue she didn't remember Picard for 120 years after they met, but 24th century Guinan certainly remembered him as she specifically told him he needs to go with the away team. I just think the Picard uh, team has seen those episodes, or hasn't seen those episodes, and that includes Inner You know, I I wasn't sure, and I didn't go back to see the episode, but I kind of thought, like, I'm like, well, maybe actually... This made sense that Guinan told Picard that he couldn't go back to the away team because if they met, it'd screw up the time. Like, maybe they specifically addressed this, but it makes it, this makes it seem even worse that they got it wrong. Like, I, for one, do not believe that Guinan meets Picard 120 years ago and doesn't remember him. Because of who she is, her species, their kind of, like, temporal yeah. awareness... The fact that she got temporal sickness from hearing his name. Like, no fucking way. No shot. Nah, I don't I don't buy it. Yeah. Uh thanks for that, JQ. Moving on to Brandon O. As soon as the show featured Agnes being pseudo assimilated by a queen, I got a strong impression she'll be a mass bore queen we saw in episode one. As to why, I have no idea, but the shoe seems to fit. Did we talk about this last week? Because I know we had the joke theory that um the Red Letter Media guys suggested that the Borg Queen's going to be Card's mom, which was funny and plausible, but probably not true. This feels, especially in light of this episode where we see Agnes definitively get Borgified, uh, this feels like a, sh- a it, lock.
0: Could could be her.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Um, and is it, it that yeah. simple? Is she the Borg Queen, or is she some kind of like fusion of Borg and Earth that's trying to, like, come back and fix the timeline so none of this happens I, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's what I mean like there are a lot of
0: assumptions about both that original contact and the Borg Queen from this alternate timeline that are being made that may not be true
1: Starship's kind of weird looking too that she takes the maybe she's gonna like assimilate the Golden Gate Bridge and uh wait that's no that's a that's 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 San Fran Oakland never mind
2: She's going You're to assimilate
1: about 400 miles yeah. to where you need to be. She's going to assimilate the Laker Center and uh, use <laughs> okay. that, to, like, like the protomolecule and the expand. She's going to turn that into a starship, rip a hole through space-time, fix all this stuff. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that that has its own problems, too, because that makes everything that's happening right now meaningless. You know, the Bo- like, essentially nothing that Picard's doing is going to matter because Girardi's going to fix it as a Borg Queen time traveler. Anyway
0: um michael yeah, g but If he didn't do it she wouldn't be able to come back and come forward in time back in time i don't know uh mm. if she didn't get if she didn't he didn't do the things he's doing she wouldn't be borgified and be able to come back to tell him
1: to do the things he's doing all right uh moving on michael g just got done watching the 204 uh the watcher generally speaking i consider myself to be pretty smart but what the fuck is the point on this show I'm so confused about basic things which normally shouldn't be the case in an episode of Star Trek. But I think I figured out what the problem is, which is why young Guinan doesn't remember Picard since they already met in Time Zero. It's not because Q has created an alternate timeline or because the Watcher is Laris or also the Guardian of Forever or whatever. It's because the writers on the show are legitimately bad at their job. That's it. Dispense the with their master plan, the overly complicated theories about this or that, the writers don't care. I'm guessing they never even saw Time Zero. I'll keep watching this dumb show, but I've stopped caring already and we'll have to keep rewatching old episodes of TNG on Netflix. to Get my Picard fix. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It is a bummer because I these guys clearly know a lot of interesting lore about Trek. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know if it's because they've had a team that goes through and reads like memory alpha until they find something interesting and branch mm. out because they have very deep, but also kind of narrow grasp on the lore. It seems. Well, they've got people who are Star Trek alum
0: working on this too, like TNG, right? So it's not, it's not that they don't have anybody who knows what's up. Um, I don't know. I, I'm or still inclined they're... to give them the benefit of the doubt until I see that their master stroke is not all that masterful. Um, because yeah. they got something up their sleeve that they're playing with, but I don't think it can fix all the problems, we'll
1: see. <laughs> it, it could also be that, they're like, kind of um, uh, Bill Shatner in that classic Saturday Night Live episode, it's like, it's just a damn TV show, you know? Right. Like, stop taking this canon shit literal. Like, who gives a, I Yeah, we saw all the TNG episodes, we think this stuff on TNG is cool, and we're gonna lean in towards that, and all the other shit that I... We, so... Do you think that Paramount should have made this Star Trek Legends stuff
0: kind of like Disney does um, to where like all that old TNG is off the table? We're starting new uh, with telling a story about a Picard, you know,
1: but that might literally be true. I think it's I think it's everything since the J.J. Abrams Mm -hmm. is kind of a soft reboot of Trek where it's like. Right. basically trek but butterfly flaps and this and that has changed and the star treks a little bit more militarized like i think yes that's literally true that they just haven't come out and said like hey what this is all what. legends yeah. and yeah.
0: we're we don't consider it canon it's more which like, i think that's eh, what they we'll should do the
1: cuz then when you see a reference to star trek you're like pleasantly surprised like oh that's cool and they can kind of right. strip mine the best stuff but they don't have to worry about con- that's actually I mean, we talk a lot of shit about Lucasfilm and Disney, Mm -hmm. but that's actually a master stroke of like, well, we don't we're no longer handcuffed to continuity, but we can still cherry pick Grand Admiral Thrawn and, you know, this, that and the other from the stuff that we like and discard the rest that I wouldn't be mad if Star Trek did that. (laughs) It feels somewhat freeing, refreshing. Uh, Dave A says in Star Trek 4 they used a slingshot around the sun method like the one used in Picard, and they brought a pair of whales and a human marine biologist back in the future with them. None of them aged up from the trip, so it's safe to assume that a bottle of wine wouldn't age from the trip, at least under the rules of Trek. So there you go. There you go. You'd have a right. fresh bottle of 400 year old wine that would probably fetch a fair price on the market. Yeah. Um, 2024 Guinan. Uh, hold on a second. Let's cut this. This goes nowhere. Okay. Craig T says, stop me if I'm wrong and omit this bit if I am, but it seems like you are forgetting that they are not yet in the alternate timeline we saw in episode two. That is three days away. I've heard you talk as if they're in the alternate timeline now.
0: I thought they were. I'm not sure if you're.
1: Well, like, define alternate timeline. I think. And, and I'm not sure also how this us getting it wrong is has impacted our coverage, and I'm not saying it has or hasn't. I'm just trying to understand yeah. because like the way I understand it is, yes, we are now just in right. the pristine timeline. well to the extent the that, branching, acts. yeah, Picard's yeah. crew hasn't muddied muddied the, the 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 doormats of this timeline with their presence, but mm-hmm. we're still in the prime timeline, and something's going to happen, like you said, three days from now it's going to split it, and yeah. then we'll be either in the fascist timeline the good timeline, or some other timeline that's not like either of them, which would be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Craig says, I try to be positive, but I'm beginning to get disappointed with Picard. Ever since you mentioned something about New Trek, it stuck me, struck me that the writers need to stick an obligatory action scene in every episode. You're right that the supposed car chase is totally unnecessary and that time could have been used much better. As an audience, we just want good writing and good characters. Old Trek did fine with no action in many episodes, just good stories. When we did get action, it meant something. That's the thing. Every a couple you know, every couple episodes in a season, there would be that like kind of like jaw dropping, like two parter or whatnot that's kind of like, hell yeah. And that's kind of our favorite moments of Trek, those big space battles and the big special effects things. I mean, I, I didn't even need that in old Trek to get me
0: going. Like I could see Riker running down a hall with a phaser in his hand and be yeah, like, oh
1: shit, but that's what I'm talking about like, on- like, like, Worf throwing some dude through a bulkhead, you know like, blowing uh-huh. the doors, or actually he's probably more likely the one that got thrown through the, 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 <laughs> the that right. was fucking cool because, like, you don't, it was punctuated and it, it meant something, you know right, right Uh whereas, like, every goddamn, every goddamn episode, you gotta have a set piece now, mm-hmm. but, uh I feel like Picard is uh, missing out on a lot of potential. I know fan service is dangerous, but I want to hear or or see or hear about characters we love and that's made such a huge impact on uh, Captain Picard, like Geordi, Worf, Beverly. Yes, even Wesley to name just a few. I was overjoyed to hear that Q would be in the season, and the last few moments of the episode four has made me hopeful. Let's hope they have a good ending because I feel like the writers have been trying to rely on a lot of tropes so far, like false cliffhangers from uh, the end of episode two, and quite frankly, only served the sideline character that they. That they, they didn't know what to do with this season, Elnor. Although I, hmm. I also like, I'm not putting it past them bringing Elnor if they can bring Laris into it and they can bring Soji into it. Like having some uh, L.A. hippie that looks exactly like Elnor because reasons. Hmm. I, I wouldn't put it past them. I really wouldn't. Um, but yeah, I don't I feel know. Like
0: that's kind of a good point. Like they're leaning on a bunch of. Picard time that we didn't see in relationships that we never saw develop, right? Like Yes. The stuff with JL that happened with Rafi, uh-huh. it all happened in the interim between TNG and now. Um it, it, And I don't feel like a fan, like, like that has been uh, the defining period of Picard's life. I feel like, to me, the defining period is his time spent on the Enterprise, with the rest of the crew that we know and love from TNG. So it does feel a little hollow when you're talking about all these emotional moments with characters like Rafi, who we barely know. Right. Uh, or Seven, who, like, yeah, might have some kind of weird Borg connection to Picard, but other than that, they don't really know each other. Like, It's a fan yeah, connection me... rather than a character connection. Right, give me a discussion with Troy. And I know, I know we've had some of that in last season. Right. But I, I kind of wish there was more of that and that he were going through these events with that old crew or, or at least like connecting with them somehow. And it's fun.
1: It's stupid, but it's fun. Like, you know, Riker barbecuing exotic rabbit, you know, uh, alien rabbit that's on, on a pizza. That's fun. You know, him and Deanna living out their best life on his back, that stuff, even if it's kind of dumb and I don't think that we loved it at the time, it was fun in retrospect. Yeah, but like when he's dealing with the fear
0: of, of I don't know, love, relationships, mm-hmm. uh, uh, failing his duties, whatever, he needs to be talking about that with people he intimately no, knows I agree. and, and I agree. care about him. And I don't feel like that qualifies Rafi. I don't feel like that qualifies Seven or Elnor or Rios. Like, None of these characters have that relationship with Picard. So, I, I mean, going back to Guinan is, is a very good thing to do, but we get a Guinan that doesn't know him, and I'm like, right, damn it, I want, I want somebody here who can be a touchstone emotionally for Picard that actually makes sense, because Q is never going to be that. Q yeah. is a, a sociopath, right? Uh, right? I mean, he can't properly
1: diagnose or walk Picard through his own emotions. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But on the other hand, I kind of applaud them for trying to get away from the TNG era um, that Uh Picard's gone on and grown, and it wouldn't make sense for him to just hang around the bridge crew for his entire life. But I think you're right. Maybe one. Maybe they get LeVar Burton to be Geordi, or they got uh, Michael Dorn for an an aging wharf diplomat. Something. Something that gives you, like you said, that, that touchstone. Or the other thing is just make Rafi less of a nut job. Like if Rafi <laughs> would be someone too. that I could see on this bridge of the USS Enterprise D or E, yeah. um, and maybe she had a hard time last season because of all the things she got railroaded and all the, but now that like she seems like she was better, she's got her rank back, she's teaching that. I would like to see her as the competent Starfleet officer, of someone who uh, John Luke would have a relationship with and would entrust and would be his like right hand woman. And instead, I got this, this, this version of Rafi. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Um, let's move on to Colin from Hamburg. This last episode has me load to give it any benefit of the doubt, but in defense of this whole number 15 thing, could it be a callback to the next generation episode, Cause and Effect? And this one, Data had the number three transmitted to him through the time loop so he'd know that Riker's suggestion to depressurize the cargo bay wouldn't get everyone killed. Oh, yeah, I got to depressurize cargo bay three. The number three appeared in a card game on a tricorder scan and somewhere else and was enough to convince Data that it was important. Um, nice. Yeah. you could be a callback. It, it could be. Um, I think in this case it's the Borg Queen. hmm I just don't know. Is she manip... I don't know what the Borg Queen's trying to do. Uh, because she needs them as much as she needs... Well, maybe not. If, if, if she was able to successfully get the Starship herself, then she wouldn't need them. Yeah. Except for she needs legs, but she could just assimilate like at the cop. Uh-huh. Why didn't she just assimilate the cop? That's, I, I thought that's what
0: happened when I first you, saw it. Because you like, can oh, still
1: this... use him, you can still use the right. partially Borgified cop to, like, threaten, you know, to try to get the soft wind, but if not, you gotta, you've already got a, uh, your, your, first, your first fucking soldier, your first voice in the chorus. Here's my guess. She did. She also did. And there's gonna be... And wa- and, but, okay, you know, take this cop so you hospital. can just submarine a Borg nanoprobe infection... Does, does Girardi know
0: that she's been Borgified? She's got to, right? When How deep talking is... talking to the queen?
1: So she didn't say that to anybody? Or is she just like, are we supposed to understand that the queen is just in the driver's seat and Girardi's just in the passenger? You're right, it feels like it. Um, Maybe it is, in which case she's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. All right, final note, Dennis writes in and says, Both number one and guidance dog are what are commonly referred to as pit bulls sir patrick stewart and his partner like to foster and advocate for pit bulls might be just yeah. a coincidence or a slight wink at the sir patrick stewart fans that's actually a good point that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense that all the dogs would be uh pit bulls if he is because uh, i know a lot of people uh think that pit bulls have an unfair rep and mm-hmm. are just capable of being loving and sweet as the next dog i'm sympathetic to that view um, yeah so i have yeah. a friend who's got two of them and they are very sweet yeah, I've uh, had uh, all of the roddies and Pits that I've known in my life have been real sweethearts, but I understand also they're big dogs and uh, that people have had bad experiences with poorly trained ones too, so uh, anyway interesting point of fact and uh, number one's a big sweetie mm-hmm. I, 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 but I was also trying to look for an in-universe connection too, because like the dogs look so, they're not just like pit bulls they're like the exact same coat and the same, yeah anyway uh that's it that's it for Picard you can send us feedback again at Picard at BaldMove.com if you want to tell us your thoughts um let us know any reference we missed any theories you got for the Borg Queen whatever's on your mind Picard at BaldMove.com we'll be back next week to see if we can unperturb the space-time continuum until then I'm Aaron and I'm Jim see you next week